The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadarenes, two men possessed by demons coming out of the tombs met him. They were so fierce that no one could pass that way. Suddenly they shouted, What have you to do with us, Son of God? Have you come to torment us before the time? Now a large herd of swine was feeding at some distance from them. The demons begged him, If you cast us out, send us into the herd of swine. And Jesus said to them, Go. So they came out and entered the swine, and suddenly the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea and perished in the water. The swine herds ran off, and on going into the town, they told the whole story about what had happened to the demoniacs. Then the whole town came out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they begged him to leave their neighborhood. The Gospel of the Lord. This morning we read from Matthew chapter 8. It's got to be read in conjunction with chapter 9. These two chapters contain a whole slew of miracles, ten miracle stories in these two chapters. It's very deliberate. It covers the whole gamut of miracles, the cleansing of the leper, for example, the healing of the centurion's servant, and then Peter's mother-in-law, various exorcisms, and Jesus actually raising Jairus' daughter from the dead. Now, why all these miracles? First of all, it's because of the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus has just preached. It's the central teaching of the New Covenant. And he wants to make sure that the people understand this is not just some rabbi spouting off, but it's the Son of God that is teaching this. And so it's important to hear it and to integrate it into one's life if a person is to be a disciple. All these miracles also evoke the great story of the Exodus, the ten plagues that were actual miracles, and how Moses was able to deliver the Israelites from these plagues and ultimately from Egypt itself. Jesus is the new Moses, far greater than Moses. He is now going to be entering into pagan territory with his disciples. It's a preview of the church's mission to the Gentiles. Now, in this pagan territory, one thing to notice, it's very clear, especially in the parallel passage of Mark's gospel that tells this story, it's unclean, triply unclean. First of all, there are Gentiles, and they are considered unclean by the Jews. They're raising pigs, so that's unclean. And then these demoniacs are among the tombs. There's lots of tombs around with dead bones, and that's unclean. So triply unclean. And then, of course, there's demons there, and they are infesting these two persons created in God's image and likeness. So the whole thing is very unclean, and certainly the disciples would not want to have gone over there. They would have preferred to stay in the safe territory of their own Israelite nation. But Jesus won't have that. He brings them across the sea. And notice what happens. A storm is whipped up. Now that's the demons trying to prevent Jesus from coming over to their territory, which they control. Jesus rebukes the storm. Rebuke is a term of exorcism. 
And now they arrive over in the territory of the Gentiles and immediately are confronted by two demoniacs, two men possessed by demons. They were so fierce that no one could pass that way. And in Mark's version, which is more detailed, the one demoniac that is highlighted is naked. He's cutting himself. He's bruising himself. He's howling. No one can contain him, even though he's been chained. He breaks the chains. He is unfettered by these demons. They have control over him. And they wiped out human dignity in this particular man in Mark's gospel, and these two in Matthew's version. And Jesus is not going to stand for that. He's going to restore human dignity. How does he do it? He confronts the demons, and in Mark's version, he says to them, he commands them to identify their name, and they say, we are legion. And legion is actually 6,000 army persons. So a huge amount of infestation has come upon these men. Jesus simply commands them, and they are so terrified, these demons, that they beg, if you cast us out, send us into the herd of swine. Jesus is going to allow it because once they do, they cannot control the pigs, and the pigs promptly run down the steep bank and drown themselves. It's reminiscent again of back in the Exodus account because what happens when the army of Pharaoh is chasing God's people, they are the enemy, they are drowned in the sea. And that's what God has come to do, is to defeat the enemy, which of course is Satan. Now, notice the response of the swine herds, those who are actually raising the pigs. They're more concerned about their economic standing than they are the dignity of the human person. And they beg Jesus to leave the territory. Imagine that. They don't recognize what's happened. And the fact that God has shown up in their territory to give them something far greater than mere economic prosperity. In Mark's version, we also know that once that particular demoniac was delivered, he wants to follow Jesus. And Jesus says, no, stay where you are and testify to what I have done for you. And he does that. And then when Jesus comes back into the territory a little while later, he is welcomed with open arms by the people. In fact, they bring the sick and the possessed in great crowds, because this one man who's been delivered has spread the news. And that's the point of this story here. It just takes one person who has actually encountered Christ and his power to speak of his experience with the Lord that can evoke such great conversion. And that's what God is asking us to do. We may not have the same story of these demoniacs, but we do have a story. We know how God has acted in our lives. And we're called to internalize it and to make sure that we have the Holy Spirit in us and the story of the scriptures, that we can tell it in a persuasive way. That's what's going on in today's gospel. We're called to go out into the world. Now we're coming together as a family of parishes, and we've got a huge task in front of us. And it's a wonderful opportunity to open ourselves to the power of God and ask God to heal us of any doubts or sin or sinful inclinations so that the light of Christ would shine through us 
and we become the light of the world, the salt of the earth, and when we do go and speak and act, we do so with God in us. That's what it means to be on mission. And that's the church. That's our family of parishes. We're on mission. And it's a difficult task. But notice what Jesus did in today's story. That was a difficult situation. He can do far greater for us. Let us give him permission. Let us pray.